Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Sir Jimmy, Jimmy of House Nuts, a.k.a. Jimmy, uh, Jimmy Nutter, James Nutter. What is your what is your YouTube called? The Fantasy uh, Network. The, the Fantasy Network. That there is correct. There we go. That's what I was <laughs> looking for. All of it. Ah, <laughs> uh, Jimmy, how you doing, man? I'm doing good. Uh, I'm excited to talk some video games. I haven't had a lot of time to play recently, so this is going to be like an outlet for me a bit. Yes, that yeah, that's that's true. Uh, I me as well. Um, what have you been playing lately? What, what, what have you been What have you been into recently? So honestly, the weird thing is, is I've been playing a lot less, but I've been watching my wife play Horizon Zero Dawn, mm. and I have been having a blast watching her beat that game. So she's about forty or fifty hours in. She's doing all the side quests, like everything, and she's like, "I just don't want it to be over." But we are now at the final mission, so I've been reading and then looking up and watching her play that. Um, and it's, it's been a cool experience. I'm excited for her to beat in the second one coming out later this year will be really cool. And me personally, last thing I played was Valheim. I've been on the Valheim train. I mm-hmm. reconnect with some of my old buddies. We, I used to play wow with and some other games. And I gotta say it's very soothing. It's okay. very, very soothing. Okay. I like it. I have been into bravely default too. Ah. And let me tell you, wow. I love this game. Uh, it's the only way I know how to put it. I I had I I got the original for the 3ds, and I just couldn't I just didn't really get into it um, very much. I really appreciated the art style, or I the art style is okay. It's kind of that kind of it's almost like chibi, I guess is the word. You know, you kind of use to describe it. Yeah. Um, which actually I will I will say for anyone who follows me on Twitter, uh, I did push back on the Pokemon uh, Diamond and Pearl remakes because it uses <laughs> that art style, but. There's I, I explained my reasoning on Twitter for not liking that. Um, but so when I say that I like the chibi art style here, people may be like, OK, well, hold on a second. Um, so, <laughs> you know, so but I do I do like the art style here. The soundtrack to this game is amazing. The story is ju- it's just it just works. That's all. It's, it's cute. It's like it's 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 fun. But the soundtrack to this game. That's I've heard it's, it's excellent. That is where it is at. And I am obviously a huge sucker for soundtracks. So, um, okay, well, uh, we are talking today. Um, Jimmy and I are going to talk our three favorites, although it might only end up, uh, I think, I think, we we might have a uh, shared a shared a shared thing in our list today. So, um, our three favorite video game franchises. Yeah. So I gotta say, actually, this one was kind of hard for me because I really had to do some thinking and really sort of 
piece it all together in my mind. And this is sort of the logic. And then then, then I'll let you explain your logic, Jimmy, and then we'll, then, then we can start a list. Um, and I'll say a, a few reasons why I didn't select some of the franchises I'm, I'm, I, I thought I would have. So I kind of went about this and I said, let me think about this in terms of a total franchise. Because I think that there are series um, where I really like like one of the games out of it. But I'll play like I've played like one or two. Right. Then, yeah. you know, I could easily say like let's like Madden, for example. But again, I've as I always just want to say it because technically Madden probably is my favorite franchise because it's my like same here de-stressor game. I don't even really kind of sort of view it like that. It's kind of like how I, how I like to joke because I, I always like to think, you know, truly technically, um, you know. Uh, if I had, if I had to, re- if you have to really get down to the nuts and bolts and view things, you know, technically, right? But um, so when I think about that, yes, technically Madden probably is my favorite game. Just like technically, you know, my dad is a hardcore PC gamer because he plays hours of Farmville every day, right? That is a game. It is on the computer. <laughs> so there you go. He's a hardcore PC game. PC master race. He's a PC master race, man. Uh, you know, playing Farmville, right? It's like, is Solitaire the greatest game ever? Well, maybe, because it's the game that everybody, everybody plays, right? Great campaign. Like, seriously, great campaign. I have thought of jokingly made making a, um, like when I bought my new graphics card uh, in my in my computer, um, which in the last summer was, I think was like the top of the line, the 5,700 XT, uh, AMD gra- was like the top at that point, like the top of the line AMD graphics card and just being like, Oh, look at solitaire. Look, look how fast it runs. And like, you know, like, um, but anyway, so yeah. So technically speaking, that's, that was, that was, that was a thought. Then I thought, what about a, what about a franchise? Like, like, like destiny for me, like destiny one, I was like, probably my favorite game ever just because of the awesome multiplayer experience i had with playing with people online and it was so much fun then the second game was kind of cool i didn't dive into as much but it's like well i like do i like 50 percent of this so for me the way i thought about it was i was like i was like i need to like minimally four games in the series and they need to be games that i pick up and play often was the way that I sort of viewed this. Um, because, you know, I could say, like, let's say, like, the Batman Arkham series, for example. I did not choose this. That has about five games, I think, in the in the, in the the franchise, if you include the, like, the DS game. Um, and I was like, yeah, I loved all of those, but I just, I'm just not really ever compelled to be like, oh, I want to dive back into that. Um, and then I thought about maybe, like, Uncharted, Okay, Uncharted I think has six games if you include the Vita games, because um, it's the four main games, and I think there's two spinoff games. Um, and I was like, yeah, I love those, but again, I just I'm not like, oh, I want to redive into Uncharted all the time. So had to really think about it. Uh, and some some franchises that I talk about a lot on here, I didn't choose. So I thought I'd start with a couple I did I did not choose. Um, I thought Street Fighter would make my list. Did not, did not make, did not, did not make Damn. my list. And I think some of that has to do with the fact that I don't know because really there's because there's so many different versions of the game. It ends up being like, well, how many games are actually in the franchise, and how many do I actually play? Right. right. And it's like, okay, well, right. which one do I really go? Because I think there's like I do own probably like twenty different versions of Street Fighter Two. 
Um, That's a lot. <laughs> well, I think there's like 50 different versions of Street Fighter 2 if you really <laughs> want to get technical about it. Um, but, you know, normally it's like, ah, yeah, I, I like Street Fighter 5. Ah, I didn't get into as much as I did like Street Fighter 4 mm-hmm. and certainly Street Fighter 3 um, and stuff like that. So Street Fighter did not make my list. Resident Evil, I kind of thought, might make my list. Um, the big one that I excluded was The Legend of Zelda. Did not. I thought that'd be your number one. Nope. I hadn't really thought about it. It's probably my number four and my number five. Also, Final Fantasy did not make my list. And then I also went about it in the mindset of it needs to be sort of, when I think about it as like the franchise, or um, I was kind of in my mind also thinking like series as well. So it's like, well, I love certain Star Wars games. I don't love the whole thing. And so it's kind of like, Kind of in for mm-hmm. me, it was I was my mindset was kind of in the midst of like franchise slash series. Um, but certainly, I think for some, you know, if you if you want to say like, well, I love this this slew of the Mega Man games, and those are my absolute favorite, I think it'd be okay if you chose Mega Man as your favorite. And it's I didn't choose that, but Mega Man's so big that it's like, well, you know, so I don't know, just yeah, kind of can the, one my, or like can one or two pick up the series? Can like right. two really good Mega Man's like elevate? Right. It's a hard question. So for me, I was I thought about more. I was like I was like if they dropped another game tomorrow, would I buy it? Like hands down, yes. That so, was my big one. So that that that's how I kind of chose my three. So what are some franchises you did not choose that you thought would make your list? So so I I'll be honest. It, it's funny listening to your um, kind of rubric scale or whatever uh, because that's kind of where I'm at too. Uh, like without a doubt, the first th- when I was thinking franchise and like really thinking about what had a profound impact on me and like how many hours that have been just thrown away. Matt, I mean it's Madden without a doubt. I right. mean I remember playing Madden yeah. in three, four, <laughs> eight hours. Like right. I, I had a right, franchise right, right. where there was no existing players right. left oh, dude, in the that, NFL. I, I, I have like, I have hundreds of those. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, but I I said I'm not going to include that. And for me, I really didn't want to do trilogies. I wanted kind of like you. I said four games. The only thing that's different is I don't necessarily have to pick up some of the older ones in the mm. ones I did pick because there's some things that just don't like it. They're harder to play on hardware now or something like that. Right. Um, but I I thought that I would include Halo. Mm. I thought I would include Halo and I actually didn't include Halo uh, mainly because I didn't play like ODST more than f- maybe five minutes mm-hmm. that I can remember. Oh, that's a and shame. I didn't ODST's have a good. Yeah, and you know, I remember like people really enjoying. It. I just didn't play a lot of it. I played Halo One, Two, and Three a ton. I got Halo Four for Christmas, which I talked about on a previous podcast. It was a fun experience, but like Halo Five, I didn't, I didn't really get to play that. You know, uh, and then there's the other games that were spinoffs of that that I didn't get to play too much. I played a little bit of Reach. I enjoyed Reach quite a bit, but uh, so I kind of left it off. And another one that I unfortunately just haven't played enough of, and this bothers me because I think once I go through, which is as I thought about this, the next game I want to play is in this series. I'm going to be playing more Final Fantasy. Mm-hmm. I've, I've really only played the original 7 and then the 7 remake. And then I played the MMO, uh, which was cool. I, it was fine. Mm-hmm. It was whatever. Um, but I just didn't feel like I have enough time or experience right. in it to, to truthfully list it on, on, on my all-time list. So it, it, it was difficult. Another one I did not include was, and this is hard. This one was hard, is Mass Effect. Mm. And... It's mainly due to the fact that even though I didn't hate Andromeda like the rest of the internet did, 
I actually thought it was pretty good. The fact that they just discontinued it, like I'll never play that game again now. Yeah. Um, because the, there was a really you good will pick with up the, the Mass Effect remastered trilogy. trilogy that's coming. Yeah, and the new one that apparently they're making, they're making right. a, a Mass Effect Four or whatever. Um, so that was on there. Dragon Age, you know, in the same mm-hmm. breath of Bioware was definitely something to consider. Right. Um, but yeah. those are some I left off, and another really hard one to leave off: Grand Theft Auto. Ooh, yeah. Yeah, you know, I didn't I, play Vice City. Oh my god, Vice City's so good. <laughs> I didn't play for, Vice City. I played for 3. For me, it's like I played 3. I loved it. Played Vice City. I thought it was the best. San Andreas was fun. It was for me it was like a big sandbox. You could do a lot more. I didn't I just didn't get into as much. It was almost too big and like yeah. it was it's it's a marvel that the game is on the PlayStation 2. Um, I think that game by far would be the best to if they not that they they're ever going to do this just remake it outright but and of sort you know certainly they um, I believe that what is it Grand Theft Auto Five takes place in San Andreas and it's um, yeah stuff like that so I, I do I, I do think that that game if you were to really remake one that's the one I would sort of remake because um, I mean it pushed the three it pushed the PS2 so far beyond anything it was it was capable of um but yeah so yeah you i do think i do think um uh, if you're if you're gonna dive more into final fantasy i think 10 is kind of the place to go that's where i was gonna go next so i'm glad to hear i think i think you would i think you would like 10 15's great um i think i think I, 15's it sounds so different that's 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 a conversation for for another time so okay so Let's dive in here. Um, I'm gonna go. I guess I'll I'll go first. Um, I think I'll save the one that I think is pretty obvious, uh, and I think is the one we both have. Um, we can save that one. Um, <laughs> so I thought a lot about this, and I said, you know, this is just so this is just so obvious. Whether you want to include the main series of games or you want to include all of the side games, it pretty much doesn't matter. Um, and this one's such a no-brainer. Uh, I mean, this is everyone's going to be like, this is in everyone's list. And I mean, it's Mario. I mean, you just can't. I mean, how do you how do you go literally anywhere else? Let's get the obvious one out of the way first. Um, I mean, I you know, Super Mario Brothers is probably the first video game I ever played. Um, I mean, whether it's Mario One, Mario Two, Mario Three, Mario World. I always will fire up those games from now from time to time and just dive in. Now they're on the Switch, it doesn't matter. Anytime I anytime I get a new sort of like emulation thing, it's always like Mario 3, Super Mario World. Then you go beyond that and you get to like Mario Kart and Mario Tennis and Mario Golf and Dr. Mario. It just doesn't matter. So as a franchise, I mean Mario is just it's there. It's 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 the obvious obvious choice that I knew I was like, yeah, this you got you got to pick it up. I mean, I bought Super Mario 3D All-Stars, haven't even really touched it, but I was like, well, I just have to have it obviously. Um which was is Mario Galaxy, which is actually my like least favorite. I tried to get into it again. Really? Yeah, and I know I know some other people have had this too. It's like it's the motion I just find so it's so weird. It's like the you're running around the planet. It kind of gives me motion sickness. I don't know if that I think I've heard some other people say that too about that game. Um and maybe if I get off like the once I get past like some of the levels and stuff like that. So I don't know. Um but I know mo- a lot of people consider that to be their favorite. That's the thing about this franchise. It's so good. You can literally go pick any yeah. game. And I know people that like Odyssey the most. People love. I Odyssey. love Odyssey. 
Um, I think more and more, man, 3D World is becoming my favorite, especially with the new the new one they just released, the the new version of it, uh, with the Bowser's Fury, where you just run around as Cat Mario. Oh my God, the game is, is that so the charming. one where you can do co op? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I need to pick that up. I yep. Pick that yeah, up. I picked it up on Switch. My girlfriend uh, has since stolen my switch um she did when she, so she's now she's, she's now got a couple games that she's uh you know she's she's hardcore into luigi's mansion and Mar- and and this she just calls it cat mario which also also <laughs> is the same thing my you know like four-year-old nephew calls it cat mario um but that game really is great i mean and i i was preaching i was i've been preaching about this game for years on this podcast um you know when it originally came out on the wii u i mean there's there's so much Oh, there's just so much jam packed into it. I, I I'm so glad that they brought this game out on on Switch. Uh, had this game been a launch title for the Nintendo Wii U, the Wii U probably could have been in a in a different place. Uh, might yeah. have been a different, a totally different, a totally different system. Um, but yes, yeah, so, I mean that's there. I mean, so just a, just a, I'm just gonna ramble off a few other other of the games where it's like if I want if I'm gonna pick up and play a Mario game, where am I going? Um, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, that's obviously right there. Dr. Mario, NES, classic, boom, I love it. Um, Dr. Mario is always a pick up and play for me. Super Mario World and Super Mario 3, I go back and forth on, really. I've said for years, I think Super Mario Brothers 3 is the greatest game ever made. I think that has changed over time. Um, I think I have another game, which I think at this point I can say is the best game ever made, but I'll, I'll save that for another podcast. But I mean, it's just it's just so classic. But now, um, Sunshine or Super Mario Sunshine, I adore. That's I'm glad that that's the whole reason I really bought the 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 thing. Sixty four is not one I really can find myself getting into. I didn't play it back in the day, so when I try to go back Me to either. it, I'm kind of like, I, I see why people love it, but I think it's just for me. It's one of those things where it's kind of like, what's your what's your entry point and stuff like that. And so I just skipped it and went. Um, cause I got a 64 late in its life cycle. Um, but yeah, I loved Odyssey. I hope, you know, we're going to get something new. Um, and it's just any, anytime I pick up a Mario, game. Mario, uh, Mario super sluggers for the, Wii, that the game baseball is awesome. game is freaking awesome. Super Strikers, the soccer game is great. You just can't go About wrong. Paper Mario. Paper Mario. I've been pl- I uh, have the the one for the Wii Super Paper Mario I love and the um Origami King, the one that came out uh recently, the art the sort of RPG. Um and then Super Mario RPG. People love that one. So, obviously Mario's the king. He is still the granddaddy of video games and this was sort of my obvious choice of franchises for for my for my number one. I had a feeling you were going to pick Mario. Right. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Yeah, I I didn't. I didn't. Okay. And now I feel kind of bad. Here you know, here's the thing. I played Mario as a kid like we all did, mm-hmm. right? Uh, but and I've played Mario Kart throughout my whole life, and I, Mario Party. I think w- which one was it on the GameCube that was a phenomenal? Was it Mario Party mm, Six? I don't know. I know that five was on the. I believe four and five were on the GameCube. Um, which both maybe of I'm the, thinking of four. Both of those I pl- I played one of them. I always forget which one it is. Mario Party Two. Same. Mario Party Two for the sixty four is like that to me is the because um, I I've played a handful. I played um, I think it was eight for the Wii. Um, my God, there's so many. It is fun. There's so many, but Mario I mean, Kart Two, Mario Party Two, is the one I always remember because that's the one. Because uh, the first one was okay, but the second one was where you got like the cowboy hat and you got like a hoot nanny and it, you know, it's ridiculous. <laughs> and it's yeah. I mean, for me, 
I, I Mario Party, whichever one I did play on the GameCube, I mean, maybe a thousand hours with my friends. I mean, oh, I just yeah. I can't even explain to you how much I love that. And I would have picked Mario as my number one or just picked them in general. But I feel like I've missed out on so like I didn't play Mario Sunshine. Uh, you know, I didn't play personally Galaxy. I just know a lot of people mm-hmm. have. Uh, and I played a little bit of Odyssey, but like I just feel like I haven't went back and got that full Mario experience in such a, a long time that I didn't feel comfortable picking it. I felt like I'd be a poser for mm-hmm. Mario, and I, I didn't want to do that. If you were to recommend a Mario game to somebody that wants to quote unquote get back, to I Mario, would say 3D World, even over even over Odyssey. Um, so what can you play that on? So it's Switch. It's on Switch. It, so is. It, Okay. The new cool. one. It's the, it just came out. It's so it's, it's the co-op one. Okay. It's it's yeah. Yep. Yeah. Odyssey's Odyssey's single player. Um. Yeah. I would recommend 3D World because it's level based. Um. Mm-hmm. It's not like sort of open world. Um. The cat yeah. suit is just so much fun. Um. And there's just there's so much sort of. Uh, there's just, there's just so many tie-ins, you know. It, it's sort of a it, it is a blend, really, of like Super Mario, it, every all the Mario games, really. Like you have the Toad Houses from Super Mario Three. There's like sort of these race levels, which plays like the Mario Kart music. Um, the Captain Toad Treasure Tracker levels, actually, it turned into its own game. Um, are started in that game. Um, you can play. You can play with. Friends playing with friends is so much fun because after you complete each level, whoever gets a high score, who gets the highest score, gets a crown to wear in the next level, and you can knock the crown off of them. Oh, and then no. you'll have the crown. <laughs> the Me thing. and my wife are definitely gonna play right. this. And then the I'm Bowser, gonna... and then the Bowser's okay. Fury thing is great too because you run around as a cat the whole time, and it's and it, and it, and it's perfect. The cat power up is by far the best mario power up ever made it's not even close cat mario cat mario seriously it is (laughs) it is so much fun and when you get to the end of the level they all say like meow and it's like charming to death and the soundtrack is great super bell hill which is like the the first level music i think is my favorite mario music period um it looks great it's yeah that's i would recommend that and because it's level based you can pick up and play a level put switch down i like something else not like open world oh god i gotta do this and i gotta do that yeah yeah, I get it. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. I guess I'm picking it up. Yep, there we go. <laughs> always, always recommendations. Always. All right, Jimmy, I'm going to toss it over to you. What, what do you got? I'm going to get this one out of the way first. This is definitely like number three, and I'm going to get it out of the way because people are going to roll their eyes and, and whatever. I don't care. Call of Duty. Okay. It's Call of Duty, guys. It's Code Red, Mountain Dukes, Caps getting screwed off, punch in the code, get the skins. No, seriously, though, Call of Duty has had more great games than it's had bad, in my opinion. Um, and it's not, a, it's not a franchise I'm ever very happy with anymore, uh, as even just decisions they make. But when I look back at the body of work and I look at the hours spent and the time of enjoyment, and does each one generally pique my interest? Absolutely. And I think a lot of people forget, and I and I believe this still holds true today. I don't play them anymore, but the campaigns in the early Call of Duty, Call of Duty One, to Modern Warfare, I am even I the would, first two Black Ops. Yeah, tremendous. I would say after Black Ops Two, the campaigns to me started really going downhill. I haven't played any since then. So, um. But the campaign in Modern Warfare One and Modern War Modern Warfare Three, the campaign just kind of let me down a bit. 
But the campaign yeah. of Modern Warfare 1 and 2 are so good. They can be made into movies. They're phenomenal, especially given the time they came out. The set pieces are huge. You know, yeah. like you're like exploding. Everything about those was good in games that at the time were just slowly starting to tick towards we don't even care about campaigns and people are just here for the multiplayer. Um, yep. The campaign, and actually people sort of forget this, that starts in World at War and goes into Black Ops and Black Ops 2. Um, Black, right. Again, Black Ops 2, eh, the campaign I didn't like as much, but the the obviously world at war was fun and then black ops original campaign was awesome i mean yeah tremendous tremendous i mean they had ronald reagan this past year Mm -hmm. i know (laughs) seriously but you know i I think that people you know call of duty is like a meme right it's like madden Mm -hmm. in in the sense that we get one every year but again when you look back there are ghost was terrible but if you go back I, i liked it I liked Ghost. I mean, the multiplayer was fine. Yeah. I just remember having a lot of issues. I played it on PC, and I had a lot of issues yeah. with like performance, so I just kind of put it down. I oddly enough um, played it on Wii U. So, wow, yeah, you're the only person. <laughs> no, it was me and like five <laughs> other people. It was great. <laughs> you know, it just I think about whenever I walked past the 360 display, and they had, they had uh, Call of Duty Two on display, and I remember my dad going, "Wow, like that looks real." You know, and then I got it home, and I remember playing the campaign over and over and over. And then you know, you play multiplayer with your friends. I didn't have online at the time, uh, but I played with my friends on LAN or whatever, and it was just a blast. And each each year, you know, that was the highlight of my years. Mm-hmm. It really, it really was. You know, it even more so than Halo at a point. And that's what this is what bumped Halo out, uh, which which is kind of hurts me to say, but it's just the truth. I mean, Call of Duty then established like a lot of the mainstream multiplayer like facets that that we we know and love, right? Like kill streaks and such. And I know other games like Quake's been around for a long time. I played a lot of Quake and, and all that, but uh I don't know. Call of Duty's had like a very um massive pillar of my childhood teen years and then into my adult. It, it has been literally through almost every phase of my life. Uh, that I played Call of Duty, and I won't lie. Every single year, even though I know they make a lot of bad decisions, I'm like, ah, man, COD's coming out next week. Might might have to check it out. Right. Might have to check it out. So, uh, I know a lot of people would probably be like, ugh, that's so meta. But I no, I don't, I don't, know. I don't think, so. I don't, I don't think so. And actually, Call of Duty is a, a franchise that I don't really ever talk about a lot here on on this <laughs> on this on this podcast. So no, it's good. Um, and I, I, yeah, I appreciate you for saying that. You know, I, what I think actually about that, when I think about that franchise, actually, um, it kind of had this perfect timing kind of a run because you had the PC game and so they were doing well. And then it, Call of Duty Modern Warfare came out. And at literally right time, so it's I think it was after Halo 3, because Halo 3 was sort of like a launch title for the 360. And so it comes That's out right, right as, as everyone's really kind of beginning to get into the 360 and PS3, as well as sort of online gaming. That was really when I remember uh, online gaming becoming a thing that like everyone's starting to do on PC. And it really was kind of unchallenged at the time. Yeah. Um, because because the other game that was coming out was Gears of War. And then Gears of War started this whole trend of everyone making third-person shooters. 
That's true. And so then a lot of people switched from first-person shooters to third, so Call of Duty kind of stood there by itself. And it was... It had Bad Company. Bad Company was the only other show in town. Right. Right. And so... and Right. And then this is really sort of before Battlefield... Right. Battlefield Bad Company. But really before, like, Battlefield 3 and Battlefield 4 kind of came onto the stage. um, And Halo was kind of, like in like a lull uh, because Halo 3 had come out and then it was way before Halo 4. So it really kind of came out perfect time, perfect place. Um, Also, I think their set piece of, you know, given where we were in Iraq and Afghanistan and that's what the game is about uh, (laughs) is like. And so I think that it it was that was like the perfect time, perfect place for it. Then I think the I think the franchise got so big and there was so much money and there was arguments, obviously, between Infinity War and all that stuff, and there's sort of a lot of that internal stuff that kind of cost them. And then I do think it has, yeah, it probably has gone down. And now there's now there's there's just so many more options for sort of it's online games where it's like Overwatch and all this stuff that's free to play now too, right? I mean, Fortnite and how fast and they switch everything, you know. Yeah. Game of the month is is a real thing, and I know I sound like a boomer right now, but it, it, for somebody that I don't have as much time as I did when I was sixteen, right. you know, uh, it, it is a little. It, it's actually a easier choice for me to go. I'm just gonna play Call of Duty, right? Because I I know what I'm getting myself into for the most part. Right. Sometimes I throw in some jetpack, sh- you know, stuff, but right, me, right, you know, whatever. I just don't use it, right, <laughs> right, 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 right. Okay. <laughs> Um. All right. So, uh, back to me. So this is one I'm pretty sure you don't have. If I had to take a guess, now, mm. okay. I started with a pretty obvious one in Mario. Um. So I'm going to choose sort of another pretty obvious one. I am, of course, Jimmy. I think I'm about. Well, I'm, I think I'm like five years old. How old are you? I'm thirty. You're thirty. Okay. So we're the same age. I'm thirty-two. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We're pretty close. We're pretty close. So. You know, growing up a kid in the 90s, there was this little thing called the console war, okay? You were either a Nintendo fanboy or you played Sega like me. Yeah. Okay? And so... You were a Sega fan. I, well, I'm a hardcore Sega fan. Still am to this day. And so, let me just say, I love me Mario, okay? And Mario's great, and I will always pick up the next Mario game. But... The moment I sat down on my Sega Genesis and I popped in Sonic the Hedgehog and the Green Hill Zone came out and I'm playing as the blue blur and I'm running fast, you know, the fastest thing alive, okay, Sonic the Hedgehog, too fast for the naked eye, Sonic the Hedgehog, okay, I had Sonic toys, I watched the cartoons, I have been a diehard Sonic fan to this day. And yes, have there been terrible games in the franchise? Absolutely. But do I still buy them and play them? Absolutely. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, Sonic 1 um, is actually probably one of my least favorite in the series. Um, But Green Hill Zone is so iconic. It's obviously amazing. But Sonic 2 is where the franchise gets really good you get tails miles per hour it's a pun get it i remember this yeah emerald hill zone as opposed to green hill zone in the first game right um the ability to go supersonic then later when sonic 3 came out 
uh, and you got Sonic and Knuckles, and you could sort of attach games on top, right? You put Sonic 3 on Sonic and Knuckles, they attach because it's one full game because that's the way it was intended. But, hey, let's split these games up. We can make make super music. Also, the soundtrack of that game, obviously, a lot of people who don't know this, uh, Michael Jackson worked on. So that's a big that's a big really yes yeah look it up yeah michael jackson michael jackson worked on sonic 3 and sonic and knuckles soundtrack it's why you often don't see sonic 3 or sonic and knuckles included in in sega um genesis collections uh sega is just kind of like eh, whatever just steps back from it you think those would be pretty obvious choices to add in when you're just like yeah we're just throwing these roms on here yeah, it's a big deal. Listen to Ice Cap Zone. I forget the other song. I forget the other Michael Jackson song you should listen to that corresponds with it, but it's like pretty close. And then there's all sorts of like, I mean, these are old, you know, sort of like ancient rumors and stuff you'd hear. Um, some of it, I think, has to do. There's there's rumors that Michael Jackson got upset with the Genesis sound chip, and he couldn't. They couldn't make the music that he wanted of course there is the game michael jackson's moonwalker that sega themselves you know produced so he because they he's a big star it's the 90s uh you know this is back when everyone's just trying to throw a star on the cover of their video game like mike tyson's punch out and stuff like that right um so that they can sort of make things yeah hey we want these stars especially sega was doing this sega was getting anybody who had any sort of a name uh, especially for their sports series, and was like, let's just throw Joe Montana on. Let's just, you know, George Foreman's boxing, whatever. It doesn't matter. The, um, and so sort of just throw them on there. So anyway, so Sonic, yeah, so Sonic 3 and Knuckles, which to me is the best game in the series still to this day. It is so good. You can level select. You can play as Sonic uh, or Knuckles or Tails or Sonic and Tails. There's actually a story that's actually kind of told pretty well in there um, in an in a platformer game, which is really interesting. Um, playing multiple sides, you get different endings. Um, you get the suit. You get the Chaos Emeralds in, and then you can collect the Hyper Emeralds uh, or the or the the Super Emeralds, which turns you into Hyper Sonic. Um, and he's like faster and stronger and all of these things. And it ends with an, of course. it ends with an epic battle in space and it's super, super cool. You fight metal Sonic, the whole deal. It's great. And the soundtracks to all the Sonic games are just phenomenal. They are even in the terrible, some of the worst games you can play. The soundtracks in Sonic games are always top notch. Um, then you go to what I still consider, and I still remember. I I remember this nine nine ninety nine, the Sega Dreamcast launching. Okay, my brother, yeah. my, we got one sort of kind of for Christmas as well as uh, just that coming out. My brother's birthday was kind of then. Um, so and I've t- I've kind of talked about this uh, as well. You know, like so I've talked my my house burnt down when I was when I was a kid. So I kind of like had a PlayStation. And then like lost, you know, lost it, or whatever. And then like we got like another Sega Genesis. So I grew up with the Genesis. Then got like a, a Sega Genesis. Like somebody at like our church or whatever had like gave me whatever because they knew we were into video games. So we got like a Sega Genesis. Um, so then I kind of played that for like more years than I think a lot of other people played. So I kind of feel like I went from the Sega. So from the, the Sega generation, the Sega Genesis generation to the Dreamcast generation is how I've always I kind of the viewed Dreamcast. it. And going from seeing Sonic in like full 
bore 3D Emerald Coast, um, the opening level where the you're getting chased by the whale and it's like smashing through and you've got like the sun, cool little, you know, those like the, the rings when you look at the sun, you get those like that effect and seeing like that for the first time and everything. So good. Sonic Adventure 2. Um, if you, and then playing it on the GameCube with Sonic Adventure 2 Battle. So much fun. Uh, City Escape, first level. You're like skateboarding down basically San Francisco, and you can do flips, and you get chased by the truck. Um, so much, man. And then it just, and then I think then, then, then the series kind of went through some lulls, but I still picked it up. I still played it. Sonic the Hedgehog 2006, which is probably one of the worst 10 video games ever made. I played it. <laughs> okay. Is there a scene? Uh, is there a scene where Sonic like kisses an act like a human girl? Yes. Is it awkward? Yes. But it's in there. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, then they then they were like, okay, we got to kind of fix Sonic. So you go to Sonic Unleashed, where half the game is really good. And they said we're going to go back to Sonic like being sort of you know fast and everything but then we're also going to have him be a werehog and that was kind of dumb but then you go to sonic colors and this is where sonic starts to come back a little bit you play sonic colors for the wii and you're like okay this is pretty good then comes sonic generations which i think is like top five sonic game period where they said we're gonna we're gonna sort of blend it it's amazing throwback levels to everything uh, and then, of course, Sonic Mania is just freaking phenomenal. I mean, it's perfect. So, yeah, love it. And I'll continue to buy I, it forever. I, that that seems like such an obvious pick, right. but I actually did not have that anywhere on my radar because I, I haven't played a ton of Sonic's game, right. Sonic games. Um, I played number two, and I played the Dreamcast one, mm-hmm. and that was it. I've never played anything else. Well, let me Sonic. give you here. Let me let me give you an obscure Sonic recommendation. Okay. All right. Because I know All the right. type of things you like. And when I explain this game to you, you can you can go ahead and get on Wikipedia because you're going to be like, I cannot believe this is real. Okay. There is a Sonic RPG. Okay. okay. It's called right. Sonic and the Dark Brotherhood. You just type it in and Sonic wait till you see who Brotherhood. developed it. Who, If you had to take a guess, who developed this? It's not Sega. Uh, I'm going to pick, and it's like it's like a, they're a big time RPG maker. Mm. Bethesda. Okay, just go take a look. Sonic Dark Brotherhood. Brotherhood. Bioware. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there is a Sonic RPG made by Bioware. <laughs> Excuse me, sir. I know, and it's really good. Wait, it's on the DS. Yeah, it's on the DS, so you can emulate it if you want. Oh my god, <laughs> dude, that's a wild. Fact. It's a it's a very oh. obscure game. It's one of those games you're like, I, hold I kinda, on, I cannot believe this exists. I do. Bioware made a lot of games that people don't realize. Right. Um, speaking of Bioware, just random note, real quick. Uh, they're remaking Kotor. Is that true? There's there's rumors about it. There's 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 rumors about it. Yeah, nothing nothing super confirmed yet, but I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, why make that? Why make that whenever you could just make Sonic and the Dark Brotherhood too? I know in the Dark Brotherhood too. Yeah. <laughs> well, there's rumors going around right now, and these rumors have existed for quite some time, but there seems to be some more validity to it. 
uh, now um, is this is there would be a very enormous acquisition is Xbox uh, is rumored right now to be be looking at buying more studios. So their big one. So because they had bought smaller studios, smaller studios, but then they bought Bethesda. Yeah. Like that's a Bethesda. big purchase. Well, people forget how enormous Microsoft is. I think they forget like. Yeah, Microsoft. I mean, they're one of the biggest like, companies top in the world. Five biggest company in the world. I mean, it's not. I mean, like Sony does not come close to micro. I mean, it's, it's like it's like yeah. Microsoft's up there with like Apple and Google. Yeah, and well, Amazon. <laughs> I mean, so they've got the cash. <laughs> from a developer's perspective, really, your big four, and this this trips a lot of people out though, is Amazon, Microsoft, Google, and Facebook, and Apple's not at the table because they don't do web hosting. Right. So like Microsoft's one of those people who really have a stake in the internet. No, they have a stake. Yeah, and it, it's kind, of, it's kind of crazy. Yeah, yeah. So people forget. Yeah, so, they just forget. So right now they're rumored to be um, looking at buying Sega, and these rumors have been around for years and years. But I think there's more validity to it after they bought um, Bethesda. But again, keep in mind Bethesda—that's American, like. Japan, they're weird when it comes to it's selling different. stuff. It's so, and the other one is Konami. It's different, um, which uh, we might get to here in a bit. But uh, <laughs> but that would be very interesting. Konami, I could see not selling themselves outright, but I could see them selling off intellectual properties, um, which would be yeah. interesting. Yeah, I don't know too. that. I don't know that Sega would be willing to sell. Sega is actually a lot bigger than people think, because uh, a couple years ago they bought Atlas when Atlas was up for sale. Um, which Atlas oh. makes the Persona games. They make they, they yeah, make a yeah. lot of. I mean, they're right. They're they're big. Fran- I mean, they have a lot of big franchises. Um, and, yeah. and Sega was the one who ended up stepping in by them, which I actually thought was perfect. I thought that was a perfect purchase um, for hmm. for them. And Sega said they don't know where else. So I don't know. We'll see. But yeah, I I think I think if Microsoft did buy Sega, I I would be much. I think Microsoft buying Sega would actually be better than even like Nintendo buying Sega. Um, well, I do think like Nintendo would obviously do like Sonic right and stuff like that. I also think Microsoft, um, I think Microsoft to do would do well with them because Microsoft is they're very open to letting other people use like their intellectual properties and, yeah. s- and stuff like that. So, yeah, you'd, you'd, you'd probably see a little bit more of a different spin on, on Sonic yeah. and, and other things. Pun, in, pun, in, pun yeah. intended. okay all right all right uh okay so so what's your next one my second one and this i feel bad because i feel like i picked a lot of like recent stuff uh even though call of duty goes pretty far back now this so this is a more of a younger i'll call it a younger series because there's not that many entries it's like at the bare minimum Mm -hmm. for number but when we're talking about quality and talking about going out and buying the game tomorrow Witcher. That's uh, that's what I thought. I was like, you might. You might it's Witcher, Witcher. Might list, and, yeah. and dude, from Witcher one, Witcher one, like the story just encapsulated me. Geralt as a protagonist. The, the game itself was not perfect, but I was in. I was in. I thought the the art on Steam looked cool. I mean, just different than I'd ever seen. And then Witcher two came out around the same time as Skyrim. And I remember, like, you know, doing the Skyrim for the first time. And I, I ended up going back to Skyrim later, especially with mods and, like, loving it. Like, I'm definitely not going to say that Witcher 2 is better than Skyrim. But I remember being more drawn to Witcher 2. Uh, the only thing that drove me nuts is that you couldn't jump. For mm-hmm. some reason, that drove me crazy. <laughs> uh, but the level design, 
and the way the game progressed. And again, the story, the story was so good and the combat felt really good. Um, and, and, and really the side characters that filled out the, uh, the story were just some of the best. I mean, obviously, right. Um, and then Witcher three is probably my yeah. favorite game of all time. It, it slides into the one and two spot consistently for me, uh, for best game. And, uh, I don't have to go on and on about Witcher three. But the game I do want to go on about is The Witcher Adventure Tales. And I, I think it's uh, called, uh, uh, I can't remember what the official name is. Have you seen it, though? It, it's like you move uh, around almost like on a board Mm-mm. game, like a Mm-mm. top down. And then your battles, so you go around and collect gold and stuff. But as you make your way through these maps and you break down like objects and stuff, your battles are Gwent games. Right, that's what I was thinking of. I was, and, think of. I was like, I was thinking in my head. I was like, "What is the thing called? What's the thing?" Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's it's. I believe it's a uh, Thronebreaker or Witcher Tale. Actually, this let me look. I I have like a ridiculous amount of hours in that game. Um, Witcher Tales. Yeah, Thronebreaker with the Witcher Tales. I apologize. I should have had it uh, up in handy. But this game is a top-down RPG, and like I said, you go into these PVE battles, and then you're playing Gwent, and it's like a really interesting. Because Gwent's not like the greatest card game of all time, mm-hmm. but it has some really cool mechanics. And then when you add in PVE strategies and bosses, it turns Gwent into an astounding game, in my opinion. Like it works very well as a combat uh, piece instead of just a full game. Because the other game in the franchise would be Gwent, right? And I think that's the weakest. I think it's like a three out of five, two out of five, maybe. Because I played a lot of other card games competitively, like MTG and and. Uh, Hearthstone, so it's not my favorite. But when you use it as a device for combat in a top-down RPG, almost board game setting, it is a blast. And the narrative is as good as the main Witcher series by far. Incredible. Also, you get some. T- you're not Geralt, right? So you're not playing as Geralt of Rivia. You're getting a different perspective, and you're getting legit lore and backstory from Witcher. I mean, I think it's just as good as Witcher 3. Like, I think it's like, it would not be my favorite game because it, it's simpler, right? But it, it's an incredible, I think it's like a 10 out of 10 game. Um, so for me, even though there's only, really, there's five games in the franchise, if you count Gwent, uh, I think four of them, if you take an account for what they are in the time, like they're 9 out of 10, 10 out of 10 games. Yeah. And if they release, if they release Witcher Tales 2 tomorrow... I'd well, play. there's gonna like, be there's gonna be Witcher more and more. I had I had to look it up really quick. I was like, who owns the rights to this? I was like, I didn't know if it was one of those things where the author still is the one who owns it and they lease it out. Like say like like J.K. Rowling does. Like she still owns Harry Potter, you know, and right. leases it out. So saying right here, and again, um, so CD Projekt Red owns. Looks to me like they own The Witcher outright. So now there's books originally, but what yes. I'm reading here in a TV show. What I'm reading here, and again, this could be this is the internet, so who knows? Uh, it says the the <laughs> author of the books sold the rights to CD Projekt Red in 1997, so the whole thing, and turned down profit sharing uh, for a fixed sum of 35,000 PLN, whatever that is. Like they're like a German company or something, aren't they? So it's like whatever. I don't know. Yeah, I think it's Swedish. Swedish. Maybe? Well, yeah, I don't know. Uh, anyway, so they said it's re- it, according to Google, it's the equivalent of a basically ten grand. Yikes! 
I do. I do feel like he's been paid royalties and such because I think he's actually spoke about his success. Okay, but but it's just like, oh god, you were so close. (laughs) I mean, yeah, it's not like like sometimes I think about like George Lucas selling Star Wars for four billion dollars, and then you know they release the Force Awakens and it makes like, you know. Almost two billion dollars. Four billion dollars. And you're just like George, <laughs> come on, man. But it's like he's like, dude, I'm four billion is a lot of money. I don't want to do it. I just don't want to do it anymore. Kind of a thing, you know. It's like, yeah, like he, I, I, I think him. he, sh- I think he knew. Like I could release another Star Wars movie right now and make a billion dollars. Like it's not like I don't, I just don't yeah. want to do it. But to look at that and just be like, oh, man, just uh, sold the rights to that. Yeah, that's crazy. crazy but actually, right? what's even more crazy though is actually you got to think about a, a company like CD Projekt Red back in the '90s. They I mean, they weren't like a big late '90s. They weren't a big sort of developer. It was a huge game. And to, to take it on this book series that I don't think a lot of people like were super aware of. I mean, you're more the you're I'm more the, you're sure more the fantasy, fantasy book guy. I mean, what I mean, I mean what do you know that what Well, they're translated, right? Yeah. So, the, I don't think they were translated in the I could be wrong. I don't think the Witcher series was translated in the 90s yet. Uh, I know I might be corrected on that later, but either way, it, it certainly wasn't the Witcher of today. Yeah. At all. So that that was a huge risk for CD Projekt Red, and I think it paid off. Oh, I'd say I so. Yeah, I'd, I'd say so, especially <laughs> with the TV show and everything. Yeah, so it's it's huge, yeah. and they can do a lot. They can do a lot with it. So, I mean, I don't think Gwent has been as – I mean, it's still really big and successful. I don't think it's been as successful um, as they hoped, because I think they hoped it would have been Hearthstone, and it, it wasn't. Uh, but yes, that's, exactly. But that's okay. I'm actually surprised there really hasn't been a serious challenger to Hearthstone. The only one that there is is MTG Arena right. because MTG is, is so thing? big. Yeah. Actually, the uh, um, the Pokemon online uh, game, you can play it on, on an yeah, app. It's, it's pretty fun. It's pretty fun, yeah. I may or may not have been playing that at some point in this pandemic. Yeah. Oh, I, I, I picked it up. <laughs> I picked it up again. I was like, yeah, let me, let me, let me, let me, let me dive back into that. Ooh, okay, well, um, I'm going to go with my final one here. I had, if I had to take a guess, I think Jimmy and I probably. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say we both have this on our on our list. Um, I'm Ooh. not gonna. It might be. We might not. But so, if you don't, that's great because then we then we can have another series to talk about. But I'm going to talk about a series to which I can honestly consider. Everything, every game in it, roughly a ten out of ten. Um, to me, this I would say, in terms of overall top to bottom quality, I would say that there are two video game franchises I can think of where you can view almost every game as a ten out of ten, um, and that is The Legend of Zelda, and that is Metal Gear. Okay, uh, and so that's that's where I'm. At. Is Metal Gear your third? It's not. It's okay. Not. That's, no, and I meant to list. That's great. I meant to list it no. on my like. I left it off, and I have a reason. That's, no, that's great because then we can then we get to talk about another franchise, which is probably Big Mother Truckers. Um, and so, <laughs> <laughs> but no, I mean, where do I even begin with the Metal Gear with the Metal Gear franchise? Oh. To even try to begin to explain the story is so impossible. Okay, like it's 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 so it's it's so absolutely impossible to even try to begin, but. I mean, top to bottom, every game is, and of course, obviously, I mean, just look at my channel, look at 
look at the look at the channel art for this. Uh, I mean, you know, you'll know that's how much I love it. Every time I dive back into the series, I'm just blown away at how phenomenal the story is and how good it is and how much I love these characters and they just never get old for me. Um, and I've played all of the games. I mean, hund I've I've definitely beaten Metal Gear Solid two at least fifty times in my life. At at least, <laughs> oh my goodness, at least fifty. For me, it's probably five. I mean, and I, that was I mean, lot. at least fifty times have I have I beaten Metal Gear Solid two, and that's that <laughs> might be an understatement. Oh, my oh God. it's so good. I just do run. It's honestly for some reason I don't know why, um, but it was. I think it was when I was when I was living in Portland um, the first time and I would fly back to Ohio for Christmas and I'd be staying with my dad for like two weeks or whatever. And so I still had a lot of my old video game stuff there. And so I would just pop in the metal gear games to start plowing through them again. And so somehow metal gear almost like diehard has turned into sort of a Christmas game for me. And for some reason, I, that's what it, I that's get it. Why I just, why, why I, I played the metal gear series at, at Christmas. But yeah, I mean, I know the story is really complex. I mean, really, it's it's really complex. But I just I love the characters. Solid Snake, Big Boss, who is my favorite character. Um, mm. even I, I even love Raiden, Revolver, Ocelot, all all of the characters. I love actually how forward thinking really Hideo Kojima is, even in sort of this odd you know sexualized creepy weird you know like vision that he has i mean some of the things he was talking about you know, like you think about like so you know like one of the, like the story of metal gear solid the original right for place not the original game but the first metal gear solid for playstation because there was metal gear and metal gear 2 like the idea of this big robotic tank. Okay, that's kind of a far stretch, right? The stealth technology and stuff like that. That's not. That was not that far of a stretch then. We had like stealth bombers yeah. and all of these things. Um and the idea that hey, with railgun technology, we could launch an undetectable nuclear warhead. Well, we have railguns on our navy on there's a navy warship right now that has a railgun on it. Okay? I mean, He's not far off. He's not some of these things. We theoretically could launch a nuclear warhead right now with a railgun, and it would be undetectable because of, you know, you'd lose the propulsion technology. The idea of nanomachines, the idea of a lot of this stuff, and yes, it's, like, futuristic and, and, and weird and all this stuff, but, at the and like, the idea of drones. It was a big – Metal Gear Solid 2 is, like, kind of the under – one of the underlying things is drone technology and government surveillance and a lot of these things. Yeah. But that's like that's like what oh is is the edginess of the series and what like makes the series sort of like cool and fun. But underneath it is a very well told drama about yep. war and about soldiers mm -hmm. and about why we fight. And they're all told in these like tiny little moments and all of these things. Um, and it's so great. And honestly, I, it, I think it has honestly even surpassed Metal Gear Solid two for me. Um, Metal Gear Solid five 
Um, and, and, and the game is so amazing, and it's not even really fully finished because of all of the fallout. But there's just so many great moments in that where um, – and Kiefer Sutherland replacing David Hayter sort of as, as, as Snake um, – for his almost no dialogue in the game, there's so many just sort of interesting moments kind of told in this, in, in this, in this game about like sort of soldiers and what they go through and stuff like that. The, the stuff between venom snake and quiet uh, sort of these sort of like oddly weird romantic moments um, but they're like buried inside like war and and like disease and all of and just all of these things. Um, and then Metal Gear Solid Three is like probably the best in the series, especially if you're a Metal Gear Solid fan. The you know the idea of Big Boss having to take down his mentor, the boss, right? Who's this legendary soldier, like gave birth on a battlefield and all this stuff. But then you get down to it and it's like, she sacrificed everything uh, like for her country um, and was painted as a war criminal when really she should have been painted as a war hero. And like, nobody will ever know it except for like snake. And he now has to live with that. And how does he progress forward? And then you get to Metal Gear Solid four, which I think is, um, it has it's the best story of the series. Um, I mean, it's that game is so absurd that it's a, even a PS3 game. I mean, it's 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 insane to think that that game is a, is a, is. I've never got to play it. You have no idea what you're missing. In fact, the 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 sort of story behind it is that um, you know this is supposed to be like the launch a launch game for PS3. Um, and Hideo Kojima wanted it to be two Blu-ray discs, and Sony said no because it's like because like we're going from like DVDs to Blu-rays, which is like you know four gigs to 50 and because he and sony was like you cannot do that because they're like we have to show that blu-ray is like (laughs) the coolest thing and he's like why i think we should be bigger you know like so absurd but the story in that game which is the end really of the series there's and there's one game that sort of takes place after metal gear rising um which is even good in its own right and it's like its own weird action slash hack hack and it's, slash. Fun, it's fun yeah but metal gear solid 4 is really like the end of the of the end of, of the snake storyline um and my god the, the the crazy thing about that is there are moments in this game in which you are fighting on top of a uh you know this arsenal gear which houses all of these metal gear rays and all of this stuff and it's like it's gonna take over the world and you're like fist fighting on top of it as it's replaying the music throughout the entire series and it's like solid snake versus liquid ocelot which is revolver ocelot who has like his arm cut off and has the sewn on arm <laughs> of um liquid snake and then goes through like mind therapy to make it appear as if he's actually over been overtaken by liquid snake so that they can fool the Patriots who are like this shadow government running behind everything. And it's like, it's so absurd and like so hard to follow, but nothing in that game. And there's a scene where solid snake has to crawl through like lasers to disarm like arsenal gear or whatever. Um, Nothing in that game even comes remotely close to the ending of the game, which is just simply a conversation between Solid Snake and Big Boss in this graveyard. And it is like a it's like an hour cutscene 
<laughs> it's it's the cutscenes of that game are absurdly long and it's awesome. And nothing in the entire series comes close to that moment. And that's to me why it is, if not, you know, if not the best, one of the best video game franchises ever made. Because again, at the end of the day, no matter how much awesome how no matter how awesome the gameplay is and how ridiculous the story is and cool with people with big guns shooting stuff, it all comes back down to the story itself and that the story is so good and that it can overshadow everything else and like remind you ultimately why you're here and it's about like soldiers and why we fight and why we do the things we do and like emotions and all of this stuff, like the most basic human functions and it's perfect. It is perfect. I, I that's there it is. <laughs> I mean, Metal Gear Solid 2 is in my top five favorite games ever. And, dude, I'm so envious. So, like, think about this. So, I played Metal Gear Solid 2, right? And I played on Xbox when they did the Substance or whatever Mm -hmm. it was edition. And, uh, you know, at the end it says, you know, the Patriots have been dead for how many years or whatever he said, right? And I I still don't know what happened because I haven't got to play it. And they haven't re-released it. And they haven't – there's no way to play it unless they go buy PS3. Metal Gear Solid 2? Metal Gear Solid 3, or I'm sorry, not 3, 4. Yes, Metal, Gear, the Metal Gear Solid too. 4. Yes, Metal Gear Solid 4 is the sequel because the time they get, there's like prequels and stuff. Yes, the only way to play yeah, Metal I have no way to the play The only 4. way to play Metal Gear Solid 4 currently is on a PS3. You are correct on that. And that is where uh that I mean it hurts. And I and so Metal Gear Solid I played 3. I never beat it, but I played 3 at a friend's house cuz I was at Xbox, right? Um but I remember playing Metal Gear Solid Five, and I got to the point where he meets, I think, Quiet mm-hmm. the Sniper uh, Lady. But the thing that it turned me off about that game was actually the base building. Yeah, I I don't I don't like base building in any right. games, which is funny because I just talked about how much I enjoyed playing Valheim. But like when it's like thrown in for content, like I hated Fallout Four's base building. Like I did the bare minimum, and I remember just getting a little bit frustrated with the idea of like going out and doing missions and flying right. out and like prepping. I, uh, so it just didn't, right. unfortunately Metal Gear Solid five just didn't melt. I remember the graphics, the gameplay, everything phenomenal, yeah, see, but the flow of the game. Did see, I love feel... like simulation games like SimCity and all this stuff. So it's like, for me, I was like, for me, yeah. I was like, Oh God, I love this even more. Cause I have to like go out and steal resources. Well, see, I like SimCity too. Yeah. I, so I, for some, but just for some reason I wanted like Metal Gear Solid two again. Kind of, really, is what yeah. I wanted. And it just was a different flowing and game. I think, and is yeah, really and, what and I, I see that, especially with 5, because uh, unfortunately the problem with 5's base building is it's not like you're like saying, oh, I want like this gun to be here and this to be here, and it actually does stuff. It's like literally all just in menus, and yes. it's kind of like you don't really see your base doing anything cool. And so that's that, that's how yeah, I that I I totally get that about Metal Gear Solid Five, especially yeah. I, I kind of felt like it was hand jammed for content in a mm-hmm. way, and and that's probably not true, but that's just how yeah. I, felt. I would encourage you. I would um, encourage you to check out Metal Gear Solid Peace Walker, which is Peace Walker was a PSP game, and it's the game that takes place before Metal Gear Solid th- uh, Five, um, and it. It feels like it's in between tech in story wise. It's in between. Well, it goes Metal Gear Solid three, Metal Gear Solid portable ops, Metal Gear Solid Peace Walker. Then, but it's like the direct prequel to Metal Gear Solid five. 
unless you consider Metal Gear Solid Ground Zeroes, which is like just part of which my I like right, right, because there's just a mission and it's sort of like a demo, whatever. Yeah, well, I, that got me hyped for five, and then in five, the gameplay and everything, so much fun. So yeah, I get it, I get it. But Peace Walker, um, you're it's kind of it's kind of similar, but I think it's I think it's done better. I think I do think I do think the base building stuff in Peace Walkers is more it's it's more kind of fun than than it is in. And five now five. What I think is fun is like the weapon building, like the way you're like, oh, I'm gonna, I'm grinding for this gun, then this gun, you get it. You're like, oh, this, I can do so much more now. Yeah, I think so. For me, like, I'm not a huge stealth person. Like, I'm actually, mm-hmm. which is the first time I played Metal Gear Solid Two. I thought I was getting another Halo. I right. was a dumb kid. I didn't know, right? So I played it one time and I said, oh, this sucks. You gotta be quiet. I don't yeah. like it. Right? Threw it away. Then I'm bored once. I think the following summer. I think it's a whole year later after I picked it up for like used. 20 bucks at eb games or whatever and i'm like i'm gonna play this i'm gonna get through it you know whatever and i played it and i fell in love with the story just like you said i mean i fell in love with the story and for me five didn't give me just like i felt like i was doing a lot of other stuff that wasn't story and i was just there for the story um and that's why it's such a shame. I, I will play metal gear solid 4 if they ever re-release it like i will play it day one in there and i think that's the only reason why I couldn't put it on my list is because I haven't played four and I didn't love five. Yeah. Um, so and the, it feels like I'm like 15 years. No, removed from the franchise that, no, that, that's, point. that's fair. The story is so complex and it, that it, that it, it, so it cool. can be a problem because you're like, where do I even begin with this? And I don't even know, honestly, if like I could tell you a way in, in order in which you should play the games, because I don't think playing it chronologically, you would get the same thing from it. Like once you've beaten it playing yeah. it chronologically, you know, like in terms of how like timeline wise, um, would work but i do think you would get more out of playing metal gear solid 5 had you played metal gear solid 4 even though theoretically there's not really a lot of carryover but there's enough to where you're like oh okay i get it i get it i get it it's kind of the reward for playing the franchise you know right um i mean what what a series but like i'm with i'm with you like the story of metal gear is one of a kind Mm. one of a kind how cool hopefully someday there's rumors someday it'll get turned into a movie there are there is a book there is a novelization I believe of one Ooh. and two, um, but I, I, from what I've read, they're older, and from what I've read, they're they're not they're not very good. But I, I do think it would make an amazing book series if somebody were to adapt it. I've actually over time thought the way I would what what they what I think I would do because um, I think a movie would just be too hard. A movie series would be too hard. I think it should be an like an anime, and I would jump. Yeah. I would I would start with Metal Gear Solid three and I would sort of tell the story via an anime and do like four or five seasons and then just be like, okay, we're gonna tell sort of Metal Gear Solid three here, Metal Gear Solid, whatever, whatever, whatever. Yeah. I would eat that up. I would yeah. love that. So I mean all right. I've heard that they're gonna remaster two. Uh you can get two on PC on GOG.com. Gog wow. Gog.com. That's awesome. There's actually a really good um, there's actually a really good uh, patch for it, which lets you play it in like wide, a lot of uh, like modern stuff. It turns into some more of sort of the HD yeah. version. Yeah, that's really cool. I I could have sworn I saw something for PS5 saying they were going to remaster either two. Yeah, or there's three. a lot of rumors about that. Yeah, that that, that could get. Or I that mean, it, that it would be even, excellent. Or idea. that it could even get remade. Yeah. 
If it gets the Final Fantasy VII oh, remake treatment, oh, I'm in, God, dude. Yeah. I'm in. All right, Jimmy. What is your what is your final franchise? I mean, what if if you had to guess, what do you think? It well, is? I mean, as we said, Big Mother Truckers only has I think two games, so I don't. <laughs> only has that. Two. I was thinking maybe Divinity, but I was like, does Divinity have enough games? Uh, it does have like four or five games, but I haven't played the others. So I've only played original sin, and original sin two. So uh, I can't count that. Unfortunately. Let me think here for a second. What is your, what is your franchise? Can you give me a hint as to what type of a game it, series it is? It's uh, how about this? Uh, we talked about, you said you had a, you had a die hard. And I actually mentioned this on a previous podcast. When we talked about our favorite Christmas games, I said, there's a game that I just always play every Christmas. Oh God. I re-download it. Oh, what did we? I load up the mods. Oh, okay. I know. Okay, I know. Skyrim, right? Elder Scrolls. It's the Elder Scrolls. See, I was gonna. I was. I was, I was thinking about Elder Scrolls. I was thinking about it because when Elder Scrolls Six comes out, which is going to be oh, a man. PC Xbox <laughs> exclusive. Um. By the By the way, I, well, they they kind of said because they said, well, we'll see. Um. Then for me, yeah, Elder Scrolls will be on there, but Morrowind I just didn't dive as much into. So for me, it's like just Oblivion and Skyrim, and so I was like, well, I can't yeah. really pick it just off those two. But yeah, I mean, obviously Oblivion. I love both Oblivion and Skyrim. For me, are like I'll play the hell out of those. So I've went back to playing Morrowind. It is very rough. I know there. I know there's like a remaster, all the stuff, but. Morrowind was good. Morrowind introduced me. Let me know that these kind of games existed, and I had fun. Oblivion, I remember it taking Morrowind and Oblivion on my Xbox. Oh God, yeah. Taking an hour <laughs> to load levels. I mean, just like you're, t- you're like people would be like, "What kind of game is this?" You like, don't what even is know, this game? bro. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, and, and I just remember like sitting at my friend Andrew's house and like, I mean, quite literally waiting thirty minutes for for the game to load, and him just being like, "Dude, once we're in." Like it's amazing, and I and just like experiencing that, and I have went back and played. I mean, Scott, I don't have to go into how much I've played mm-hmm. Skyrim. It's absurd, um, and I play it at least once a year. It's my Christmas game. I always reinstall it, go around and do things. But quite recently, in the last year, I went back and played Oblivion, and I added some mods so to good. it. And I'm gonna be honest, like even just like this past week, I've been itching. Like I've been like, I think I might, cause I read, like you said, I read a lot of fantasy. I read a lot of medieval fantasy. I like the worlds. Uh, and the one thing that you can get out of oblivion and Skyrim is that you can kind of have your own story. Oh, like you can kind of just tell your own story in your head. And I've been really considering loading up oblivion, putting the mods and just like, just getting lost, mm-hmm. just going out hunting, doing my thing. Or maybe I'll play Skyrim again. I do feel like I'm at the edge of Skyrim now, where like it's been a lot. Like I don't know how much more I can go through Skyrim. Yeah, <laughs> like I've beat that game twenty times. Probably. It's so like, and I didn't even beat it the first five years it was out. Like I just played it. I never beat it, and then I started beating it. I kept beating it, you know. So um, it's so hard to compare the two games because they're they're re- as for as similar as they are they they really could not be more different uh as as much as i do it um i am in the camp where as much as i love skyrim if oblivion if skyrim were, had come out first and oblivion had come out second so you know so so 
think like okay well now now skyrim looks like oblivion and it's a little bit older and oblivion right. is newer i think people would say oblivion is better because i 100 percent agree there are things i like about both there are things i love about but actually some one of my one of my favorite sort of video game conversations is who would win in a fight a maxed out a, like they both get to exist in their own engine and combat each other and it's like who's who would be more powerful a maxed out oblivion character or a maxed out skyrim character and i actually think a maxed out oblivion character would steamroll a skyrim character because there's so many things you can do in oblivion that like don't exist in skyrim like the only advantage yeah. skyrim would skyrim has in terms of like if those two theoretical characters would fight is the shout because the shout is not something that's really in oblivion but in oblivion like you can run so fast you could like your magic system is like <laughs> absurd it's, it's OP, so OP. And broke. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I love the world of Skyrim, um, and I love that there are there are slightly different regions and stuff like that. But it doesn't come close to Oblivion. Like every region feels different and unique. I think it has more charm. Yeah, it just has more charm, and that and that's the thing that blew my mind, dude. This year when I went back and played Oblivion, I mean, I think I threw in like an HD texture mm-hmm. pack and weather. I don't even think it was that much. You know, Skyrim, I can I can literally spend like sixty gigs mm-hmm. on mods. And I just went to Oblivion, I mean, fairly vanilla. And, dude, I mean, I just was walking around like, oh, my God. I forgot how good this environment is. Like, I forgot how truly grand and, like, just how charming those areas were. And I've been been waiting to get – I'm going to get back into it. Like, probably in the next few weeks I could see myself, like, sitting down for a few hours. And I'm not saying I'm going to beat it or anything, but, like, just existing in those worlds, uh, they're the best. And another one that a lot of people – hated when it first came out and i was a beta tester for it was eso mm-hmm. elder scrolls online and a lot of people didn't like that game uh, i got stuck in a chest in level one and i quit yeah. and i was pissed right uh, i can tell you as of today i haven't played the game in over a year uh but i probably have close to two thousand hours wow. in eso and at one point was in the top 100 pvp Nightblades. Uh, I was really in on ESO for a long time, and I think it's I think it's the best MMO on the market uh, as far as like being up to date, having actual like really interesting combat, and the way that they have ended up supporting the game. It is plagued by DLC fracturing, kind of like mm-hmm. Destiny in a way. But whenever you look at like just the core mechanics of the game and the content that is available, and there's still a huge player base. I, I love ESO. I think it's a great game. It's not what a lot of people wanted, but I still think it's a great MMO. I think it's one MMO of the year, like three or four years yeah. in a row now. Um, it, it, well, I should say from some sites. It's always that or Final Fantasy or if WoW has a good expansion. But like what I'm saying is it's always in the conversation. Uh, so for them to take a, a huge jump into the MMO, have a rough start, and then patch it out, and it was a game I ended up loving. I mean, for a long time, I was just an ESO guy. Uh, so I, I love it. The card game that they came out with, the mobile game and stuff, whatever, right. <laughs> you know, whatever. Uh, and I believe that there's some earlier computer games um, that I had played when I was very young, but I don't remember them like I do Morrowind, Oblivion, Skyrim, and ESO. Like those four entries, I've lost thousands of hours of yeah. my life to, and I don't regret. And the any D- of and them the D- I will say, all. you know, horse armor, whatever, like for DLC, but yeah. the DLC like side quests are were 100% worth the price of admission. Uh, the Knights yes. of the... What is it? The one where you get like the Templar armor and Oblivion Knights of the Nine? Is that what it's called? Knights of the Nine or whatever? Yeah, I think it's... An, 
I think it's Knights yeah, of the Nine. Whatever. Yeah, but that was freaking sick. You go around, you get all the armor, then your dude looks like a boss, and you're like Knights, Knights of the of Nine, the right? Yeah, and then, right. and then, my God, the um, what's the what's the other one that what's oh God, what the the one where you go to the other world in Oblivion? Oh my God, I'm blanking on it. The what's the second one called? The Sacred Isles? Is that what it's called? I think it's Sacred Isles, and I always get it mixed up with the Skyrim right. ones. Not to mention that some of the fan-made mods for those games. I mean, Jesus. I mean, the Forgotten City DLC for Skyrim is a better story than the main Skyrim mm-hmm. story. And it's made by a guy, one guy in his basement. And he's tremendous. And uh, then you have uh, Enderal, which came out with a book as well, which is amazing. Um, yeah, I always forget the Oblivion DLCs because I think I have it all bundled. So I never really made a conscious decision of buying mm-hmm. them, right? Uh, I just remember Knights of the Nine because I looked out awesome after it. It was so now good. Now I gotta look it up because it's gonna drive me nuts. Download cunt. I, I do think Oblivion's the best Elder Scrolls game though, for sure. Yeah, let me see here. Downloadable content. Later releases, all the stuff used in. Trying to see here, what exactly was it called? It's gonna drive me nuts. Shivering Isles. That's what it is. The Shivering. I was looking at Yeah, the Shivering Isles. That was such a cool, unique. Um, Shiro, uh, Shirogath. Yeah, Shiro, yeah, Shirogath. Yeah, the Dark Prince of Madness, right? And like Madness and Order. Such a cool, just a concept. It's like these two different, like, Isles you go to. There's still so much of, like, the mystery, like, the lore, and that they're so good at, like, crafting the lore, right? Like the dwarves, like we still yeah. don't know what the heck the deal is with the dwarves is. And uh, you should and, like, check out the Forgotten yeah. City. It's a fr- it's a it's a free mod, and it's ten hours, and it you go to the Forgotten City of the Dwarves. Yeah, and this dude, dude, you should really check it out. Like it is, it's, it's outstanding. So, yeah. Has has its own soundtrack. So do you? So so. Yeah, I think I'm with you. I do think I do think Oblivion is better than Skyrim. Skyrim easier to play. I, I think, Skyrim's so. easy, Skyrim's easier to play and stuff like that. But I just think it's more so Skyrim itself. While it is gorgeous, I love like especially like once you mm-hmm. mod it and stuff like that. I mean, just like the idea of the setting. Um, but it does get a little old as opposed to where Oblivion. Each sort of region in Oblivion yes. feels totally different, and I prefer that. Right, it makes like, it I makes Cyrodiil prefer that feel way bigger than Skyrim, right? Although I always play as a yes. Nord anyway and stuff like that. Um, and there, I mean, there's obviously there's, I mean, Oblivion's a buggy game. There's a lot of bugs in the game, you know, stuff like that. Um, <laughs> you know, like yeah, the dragons, <laughs> the dragons are cool until they get really old. Uh, in Skyrim, you know, it's like, oh my god, here comes mm. the dragons. Uh, and then certain side quests, I think, were better in others. I love the arena in Oblivion. Like I thought that was yeah. a cool. I thought that was cool. Um, the Dark Brotherhood I think is better in Skyrim. I, I think it's better in Skyrim than it is in Oblivion. Way it's better. way better in Skyrim. The Thieves Guild. Thieves Guild. The Thieves Guild. Good in both. It's good in both, but I think I'd give the edge yeah. to Skyrim. I think I like Skyrim just because you get because you yeah, get like would... the, that that like sort of raven armor. I forget, but yeah. Yeah, I think yeah, I think you're right. I think the Brotherhood and the Thieves, really the guilds, even the I story think the Mage's Guild Skyrim is better in, in Oblivion. Yeah, you know, I could see yeah. that. I 
I don't know. I mean, there, it, you can't really pick. It's, like, right. you're not going to pick a loser. No, no, no. It's just kind of which, which, which um, do you like better and stuff. Yeah. But there is a there's a personality and a charm to the regions of Oblivion right. that just get me. And excited. I, I, mean, I, I think just love the it. Character creation and like the ways you can go in Oblivion mm. are be- like Skyrim. You, I always feel like you're pretty bogged down to like, okay, I'm gonna play this one as a rogue as this. Whereas in Oblivion, you're kind of like, I, you feel like you can kind of do like, what whatever you yeah. want. Um, obviously they expand upon like the vamp being a vampire and stuff like that and and the werewolf. And so that's pretty cool in Skyrim being a vampire in oblivion is fucking terrible. Uh, it's God. It's so awful. You're like, anytime you get bit, you're like, Oh my God. Like it's so awful. (laughs) Being a vampire is not fun in oblivion. Um, but like the magic and stuff like that, you know, then of course in oblivion, you like can take your boots off and you basically have a hundred percent stealth, you know, I mean, it's, I remember, I remember like being at a buddy's house and he had oblivion and I was like, why is your guy in like full armor except for boots? He's like, you don't make any noise. I was like, what? He's like, yeah, you have a hundred percent sneak. <laughs> He's like, you can wear full armor and then just take your boots off in oblivion. And you don't make any, you, tremendous. He's like, oh my God. So yeah, I mean, they're both. They're both fantastic, and I'm sure there are people out there like, how are you guys not talking about Morrowind? And Morrowind is is great. I mean, especially for when it came out. There's tons of great mods for it um, and stuff like that. And, you know, that's where the sort of main uh, theme comes from. And, like, the soundtracks in all the games are, are, just, are just phenomenal. Yeah, and, you know, I know that there, there's been a project for a long time, but I think they ran into copyright stuff, but I'm not sure about that. Uh, like if it's halted the project, but they were putting Morrowind in the Skyrim. Engine. Oh, that's that's a big thing. Yeah, more Oblivion and and Skywind and all those. Yeah. things. yeah, yeah. Bethesda, I will say, there and who knows now that they're owned by Microsoft, might they that might get a little more lax. They have been sort of shady in the past and kind of like yeah. eh, when Especially it comes to like hacking for a company. Their, yeah, they yeah. Yeah, especially for a company that relies on the customer to finish their games. Because right. Fallout Four, right. Fallout Four was fine, and then it got great with right. mods. It's like they basically put out this game and are like, "Hey, you guys finish it." And uh, that's really sa- I, I'm nervous about Elder Scrolls Six. I'll be honest, like, because of I'm Fallout Four day one. and Fallout Seventy Six. Yeah, yes. I, yeah. I yeah, I'm a I, little bit nervous. now that Microsoft. I think the games. I think it's going to be a while before the game comes out because I think Microsoft is going to sort of step in. And I think Microsoft, I, honest to God, as much as I don't really plan on getting one because uh, I would rather buy a PlayStation 5. Um, but I think, I, man, I love Microsoft right now. I love Xbox right now. I think from their standpoint, I think, um, what's his name? Phil Spencer, the the head of Xbox, so much better than Don Mattis. It's not even close. Um um yeah. that was the i he's great i think he is great for microsoft i think he is great for xbox he's all about the games um and i i hope he stays with that company for a really long time and i think he will you, you can just tell he he loves it um because he's because yeah, xbox yeah. has done a lot of really good things ori in the blind forest i mean just a lot of these games you're like i cannot believe this is microsoft that 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 runs this i mean halo yeah they got to figure that out gears of war i think they've done they've done good things with and stuff like that and so um, obviously Forza they knock out of the park every time, um, and and stuff like that. So, yeah. but I I think I think 
getting Elder Scrolls is going to be big because if they want to at at, at all sort of compete with Sony in terms of these intellectual intellectual properties, they're gonna they're gonna need some big RPGs. They they constantly try to get success in Japan that never works. Um, just never never yeah. works for them. And buying Bethesda, I don't know that that's gonna help you because that's a lot of Western audiences. But maybe you just double down on your Western audience and say, well, we could be the kings of 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 this um you know i i think that's exactly what they're yeah, doing so. yeah hmm. it would be weird to see a exclusive elder scrolls game i mean you know it, it is interesting because my pc is getting older now my 1080 ti isn't what it used to be and, I, and i'm sitting here and i'm like would i buy an xbox play elder scrolls 6 or would i just rebuild oh, my just computer get on PC. yeah it's on pc yeah i think i just rebuild my computer I have a PS5. It's wonderful, by the way. Yeah, I mean, Tremendous. Xbox Game Studios here. Let me just look really quick here and see, like, some of their franchises, right? Because it's so weird. You kind of have to think about it for a while. Like, what exactly do they own? I mean, they bought Minecraft. That's a freaking win. Uh, you know. I would say that, that it paid that's for itself. That's a win. Um, you know, then you have to go back. Microsoft Flight Simulator. Have you looked at the most recent one? Yeah. That game is insane. Like, just to th- I mean, that game is I know, insane. but what it is now is, like, insane to think about. Like, just in terms of, like, you can fly, like, literally, like, you can fly anywhere in the world. It's crazy. Wow. It's Could like, you imagine? Yeah, it's, yeah I, I mean. Think the, I think the game's, like, over a terabyte. Like, it's so massive. It is. <laughs> it's, like, massive. This insanely massive game. Uh, they do own a bunch of franchises. Cool. Hopefully, that at some point, they could re- they will bring back. I know their work, they said... Now, if they if they bring it back, I, um, or no, it wasn't teased. Fable, right? Are they bringing? Are they doing another Fable? Oh yeah, no, no, they are. Yes, yeah, to be no, announced. That's correct. Yes. Now, now I'm going to tell you what: if they bring back Fable, and they have Elder Scrolls, and they're not on P, and one of them's not on PC, I can see myself getting an Xbox. But Fable will be on PC yeah. too. It'll be on PC. They, hope, they need to port freaking Fable so. two to PC. Uh, Let's Fable go. Two was phenomenal. Fable Three was okay, but again, we're talking a new thing. It's like there's a franchise. Fable Four comes out, and it, it could St- it could boost Fable into my top <laughs> franchises. Oh, yeah, without a doubt, Love man, without franchise. a doubt. And you know, I'm trying to think of other franchises that they that they had and could revive. Let me see here. So they own think. Age of Empires because they own and then they own Rare. So that's Banjo Kazooie, Battletoads. Blinks the cat. Yeah. There's a character a lot of people. They own Conquer, uh, Crackdown. God, they tried that and it was a disaster. Crimson Skies is a super fun game. Uh, I think it's on PC, but it was also on the original Xbox. It was kind of like their their thing. Um, that's fun. Yeah. Um, they now uh, they it's now own. Hard. Well, let me tell you what. Uh, now Microsoft owns something bigger than well, whatever. I guess better uh, than Halo. They own another first-person sh- franchise after they bought Bethesda, Doom. Because the Doom games, boom, Doom is big, man. Sweet. They own the El- now they own Doom the was Elder in the running Scrolls, for game of the year last Evil year. Within, Killer Instinct, uh, Dishonored. Really no, is Dishonored Bethesda? Yes, it is. It sure yes, is. It is. Mm-hmm. Fallout. My or yeah, Perfect I mean, Dark. I mean, Bethesda and they was did, just they a... did tease that they're going to be bringing Perfect Dark. That's back. what I was thinking. Yeah. Dude, Perfect Dark Zero for own, the 360 Quake. as a launch title was so Quake, fun. Because Quake is uh, Bethesda. Um, let me see here. Yeah, geez, now I got to look at Bethesda. You know what? I mean, we're just taking our time here. I mean, 
Bethesda was the biggest acquisition they could have made, I think, at the time. That first thing, something that was actually oh, sell. absolutely, yeah. So Fallout, that's huge, obviously. Um, Bethesda Game Studios, yeah. I mean, that's sort of their, their thing. I think Wolfenstein too. Now they own Wolfenstein. Yeah, yeah. Wolfenstein's under the, that new, the newer and the newer Wolfenstein games yeah, are amazing. Good. Yeah. Well, now. Honestly, I would say they're they're a bit underrated. Honestly, um, yeah. Dishonored, Doom, Elder Scrolls, Evil Within, Fallout, uh, Prey. That was sort of a cool uh, thing. Yeah, Rage. That was also another um, list of Bethesda Softworks video games. This is what I was looking for. So you have to look at like what they what they actually own here because they've done a lot of uh, a lot of things that obviously they they don't own. Um, yeah, Doom, Quake, Bling, Haunted the Demons Forge. That was a fun game. Dishonored, Evil Within. Yeah, that's really kind of it. Okay, that, I guess that, that really is kind of it. They did, now they just kind of keep pushing their stuff they own. Well, well they'll build some new yeah, ones. I mean, yeah, I mean, that's a pretty good starting point. I, the thing that's going to be hard is as, you know, we're both PC right. gamers. I'm not buying... Like, Unless if they make Fable and like and two other cons, ones, Xbox they're exclusives, they're not going to. So I'll just upgrade my PC Which is fine. again. That's fine. Yeah, you know. Which is fine, but I guess it's think, just like it's this weird you think thing. They where say it's now like, that they own these people, do you think they said, "Hey, instead of having Microsoft make it, should we just have Bethesda make Fable?" I die. <laughs> Because it'd be bad. Well, or you know what? I don't. Good? I don't know. If, you know, I'll be honest with you. I don't know if I want them to make it. Like, Fable is like a different RPG, right? right? It's supposed like, to be kind of quirky. When I get a Skyrim, be... yeah, and it's complete. Right. Like, I never played a Fable game and felt like, oh, this is unfinished. And, and for better or for worse, a lot of Bethesda games come out of the oven early. Yeah, I mean, well, Fable Three was buggy as hell. Um, well, that is true. Right. All right. Fable one and Bro, two. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Fable Fable three. Fable three was, was fine. fine. It was just it was like a step sideways, not a step forward or backwards. I don't know if giving it to Bethesda would solve any of the issues that Fable three had. I guess is what I'm saying. I, I don't know. I I mean, I would love to see you know who whoever led the the charge on Fable two, and Fable one, to to really lead the charge. But who knows if they're even still yeah. around? But. I, I wouldn't be. I, it's not like I wouldn't buy it if Bethesda made it. I would just be like, let's we'll see. see, like let's see. And are they going to put it on Bethesda's engine? That's another thing. Well, it's Microsoft's engine. Uh, now. I could do a whole rant. That's right. So it's crazy, man. I, it's really weird to think that like you won't, you probably won't see Outer Scrolls Six on a PlayStation. That's crazy. Probably not. Because Skyrim plays on everything. It plays on calculator. Yeah, you know, it plays on. It, that's okay. the gimmick. Yeah. Yeah, it's fine. Oh, for what it is. Right? I mean, it's it's uh, you but, can play it, you know, on the couch, on whatever. So that's pretty cool. So I wonder if it'll be a Xbox Gamer I'm Pass sure. oh, exclusive, sure. and then you you can only get mods through Game oh, Pass. God, like that would be it. that would be bad. That would kill it. That would be that kill would it. Be but bad. I think they're gonna start figuring out how they want to do that and everything. So I mean, Game Pass is a great deal. I got to play The Outer Worlds for a dollar right. and beat it. Which was that game was awesome, and I paid yeah, a game, no game so passes. I, could, I couldn't. You are, yeah, game pass is, is super cool. I think that's Xbox's biggest leg up, other than obviously Bethesda, like having Game Pass. Um, 
and it actually feeling like it's worth it. But you know what, dude? I've been just getting free games out the wazoo on my PS5. Oh, being like paying for oh, the yeah. online service, dude. It's, I'm getting like, I mean, I'm getting oh, I know. good games I, for free. My PS4 library. Not that I've I haven't upgraded to PS5, and even still, just like what you get in terms of like PlayStation Plus, because you like have to go and like buy the. Yeah. Now I own it when I have PlayStation Plus. My God, dude! I have so many PS3 games downloadable, so many PS4 games, PS Vita games. I was like, dude, what yeah. do I do with all these things? I don't know. Like, I got Control for free. I was like, well, okay then. Like, I'll take. Meanwhile, it. on meanwhile on I Switch, know, I pay twenty dollars a year and I can play, you know, NES and SNES games. <laughs> but the big rumor is oh, the thirty first of this month, Nintendo's supposed to have something big plan that's the big deal is they are supposed to have something huge planned the 31st of this month it'll be a uh limited uh time release of mario party 2 and you can only get it for 30 minutes what is this all about i don't know but the big rumor is n64 online which even so that's that goes to show you just like nintendo it's like like it was like a couple years ago when like uh Nintendo literally only took Breath of the Wild to E3, and it was still it was like the number one most talked about game. Like, yeah, you guys, like, literally, I don't know. They're talking over there talking about like all this <laughs> stuff, and we're just like, yeah, have at it. Yeah, here's the it's game. Called, it's called Legend of Zelda: The, the Breath of the Wild. Ten years, okay? Yeah, you can play for the next ten years. Let- like the greatest video game ever made. So have at it. It was kind of the spiritual successor to Skyrim in mm-hmm. a lot of ways for me. Like. And it's unfortunate because I don't have like I'm actually not as into open world games as I once was. Like I'm more likely to revisit an older open world game, uh, just because of the time that I have. And I feel like Breath of the Wild, like it's such an amazing game, but I just don't have the right. time for it, and it really bums right. me out. Because I know like what I've played, I probably put like twenty to thirty hours into it, and I can confidently say it's not my favorite game of all time, but it might be the best game yeah. I've ever played. I think it like, is. It could I think be. it's the best game ever made. I think it's. Yeah. Better. I think it's better than it, Ocarina it, of Time. I couldn't argue. I'll say it. Yeah, I mean, I couldn't argue. I mean, when when I mean, you go to the physics of like knocking a thing off a boulder and then or you know a ledge, I and have the boulder and rolls it. I mean, come easily on. a thousand hours into that game, <laughs> and I still feel like there's new stuff every time I play it. Yeah, I mean that's a video game. That's sixty bucks. Oh, yeah, that's sixty buck video. You know, and the videos yeah, online of crazy. people doing ridiculous things, where somebody's like the trick I mean, shots and stuff like that are just in. Yeah. It's an alternate it reality. Is. It is so. It's it, it's it's just as totally. big as Skyrim. It's awesome, amazing. awesome. All right, well, Jimmy. Hey, man, thank you for coming on, man. Where where can people find you on the internet? Uh, you can find me on YouTube at the Fantasy Network. If you're into like Skyrim and things like that, what I do is I review fantasy books and sci-fi and a little bit of Stephen King. Uh, but really, fantasy is my mainstay. And if you want to come in, find some good recommendations. Maybe you read back in the day and you don't know what to read now. Well, I have filtered through all the trash to provide you five-star recommendations. And I would love to have you over there just to chat. So uh, you can find me there on YouTube at the Fantasy Network and on Twitter at the Flockavelli. I'm always tweeting bookish things, video games, or really anything I feel like uh, wasting my breath on. So uh, I really appreciate you bringing me on, Matt. Absolutely. This is a lot of fun and one of the tougher questions Absolutely. I've had to answer. You know what I mean, we this should is do? A tough we one. should do a crossover where i read the first witcher book and then we could review let's go the books the games the show the whole deal because i've never read the books i've never I mean, really it's a played universe the games and i did mm, i didn't really watch the season 
Oh, you didn't well, watch? I, oh. The first episode was like really long, and it was just like at a time when I was like, eh, I don't know. I just so I just didn't really dive into it. I know it's amazing, and I've seen all the memes and gifs and everything. And I love Henry Cavill, so I was like, all right. Um, so I want to. Yeah, I want. I it. want to get it, and I have The Witcher Three. I have it on PS4. I think I could get it on Switch uh, and just play it there. The Switch port is like pretty impressive in that it runs well uh but i do also have yeah, a maxed I mean. out pc so i should really probably play it on, 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 i mean let's on, go on, on, <laughs> on pc so yeah i should probably do that so awesome well thank you for coming on guys you can find me anywhere on the internet at super gains bros and really quick let me just say this so i did rebrand the youtube channel that was box trick into super gains bros because uh, it's just a lot easier to tell people. And I'm always like, because, you know, Jimmy, as you know, I'm on like a Game of Thrones podcast and all these other things. And so everyone's You're like, well, where can I find you? And I'm like, well, you can kind of. And so I was like, no, 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 no. Let me just change everything. It's all Super Gains Bros. This podcast name will not change because it is and always shall be a box trick. But just so you know, kind of like the corresponding YouTube channel where I've been doing uh, reviews as well. So, um, doing like short reviews of Genesis games and stuff like that. I did one for Uniracers, did one for Road Rash 3. I have one coming up for uh, Ninja Turtles, Hyperstone Heist, uh, as well as I have another Pokemon video that I worked on. Can you beat the game only using Tackle? And it was quite the adventure let me tell you uh <laughs> took a long time uh found some science and uh still working on that video uh it's because it's there's a lot to it to really break down all of the math and all of the science and everything involved uh and you can come see how that went so with that guys as always we want to thank you for listening